0: on this episode of tell me what you know we're looking at the emerging technology known as deep fakes aka synthetic media this technology could be used to put your face into your favorite movie or something more nefarious like making it seem like a political figure said something when they really did not We'll tell you a bit about its origins and science behind how they are created, share some examples you can look up, and Michael and I will draft five deepfakes that he and I would like to create if we had unlimited deepfake capabilities. I promise you this is really us, and it always will be. Welcome to Tell Me What You Know.
1: Hello, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. <laughs>
0: It from the top. <clears throat> oh, I like that beginning.
1: Well, we can just go roll with it then. Today is Wednesday, November 4th. It's fitting. Episode 27 of season two of Tell Me What You Know. Pregnant pause. It's a pregnant pause. Um, last night was big.
0: Yeah, today, today is there's November a, 4th. There was yep. a big
1: decision to be made yesterday, but ultimately, Mookie Betts won the Gold Glove Award. <laughs> at the, the 2020 <laughs> Rawlings Gold Glove Award. <laughs> no, That's was a classic joke structure there. To- yeah. Totally classic. Um, we're not going to cover the election because take nobody break. knows anything.
0: Yeah, We're going to take a break from it. Well,
1: by Friday, maybe we know something.
0: I don't know. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to this. Yeah, maybe we do. But, you know, you wanna, we're, you not, wanna, uh, we're not here to cover it.
1: You want to do two cuts? One if Biden wins, one if Trump wins. And then we'll just play <laughs> the one
0: on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just do back to back. Which yeah, one? Exactly. Well, one would just be me yeah, screaming. Right. Um, Anyways, we're not going to cover it. No. Nah. I'm not going to get into it. Hope you guys are doing okay. Um, I'm tired, but... Yeah. It's, it's kind of exhausting. It's just a weird, weird time. Anyway,
1: uh, we're going to talk about deep fakes and synthetic media today, which is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. and uh, uh, Also, maybe
1: more... I mean, it's probably not the topic I want to cover right now, because it makes me even more nervous and, and wary.
0: Right. No, it's sort of like a forward-looking uh, problem, and maybe one that we're already kind of experiencing now. Yeah. But... Um, uh. But, but yeah, it's, it's certainly um, on our minds and kind of seeing where stuff is heading. Sure. Trends. The trends of what's going on. Yes. Um, and this was a uh, listener-submitted topic by it was. Dr. Sam Nelson. Correct. Um, thank you for submitting this, Sam. And for other people, when you submit, we will cover it. <laughs> That's right. So. We are um, not an
1: endless well of ideas Yeah. here. Exactly. Although our track record would prove otherwise. Right. Um, Gross Michelle. Me damn banana well the thing i learned this week i'm pretty sure i've mentioned on the show uh before but it came up again recently uh our 10th president john tyler Mm -hmm. he's born in 1790 okay he has a living grandchild today grandchild Uh uh-huh his child's child is still alive until until a few weeks ago or i guess maybe a month and a half ago he had two living grandchildren one of them passed away uh Lion Gardner Tyler Jr. passed away on September 26th at the age of 95. His brother, Harrison Ruffin Tyler, is still alive today.
0: That's incredible, really.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's like three centuries. Yeah.
0: Going on well. Three generations. Yeah, basically spanning the entire um, history of the nation. Crazy. It's crazy.
1: I mean, the guy you go talk to him, he's like, yeah, my grandfather was the 10th president of the United States. Yeah,
0: (laughs) Right, your grandfather, grandfather. great-great-grandfather. Yeah. You would almost be, I'd almost... uh, you go talk to some people might be like, this is always takes me aback. Like it, it cause it, um, makes the history, makes history seem closer to you. Yeah. But when you, um, maybe talk to somebody's like, yeah, my great, great grandfather or great grandfather was a slave. And you're like, yeah. whoa, like that, yeah. it really brings it, um, like, wow, it's not that long yeah, ago. The country's very young. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I learned. Um, I learned that, uh, I don't know why I always thought this, but like when, when people say op-eds, mm-hmm. Um, It's like an opinion. I always thought it was like opinion editorials. Yeah. It doesn't mean that. Did you, did you think that?
1: Open something.
0: No, it means opposite editorial, opposite of the editorial page Ah. specifically. And um, it was. They just happen to be opinion pieces for the most part. Correct. Well, no, I think, I think they're, they're all, they're all opinion pieces. They started in the sixties. And I had this written down and now I can't find it but uh it started in the 60s i think in the new york times and, and um to write the opinion they just put the article for the, across like opposite, opposite of the page and it's really that that simple i just didn't know that so wow now you know now you know now you know
1: <clears throat> um all right well newspapers are a type of media and so let's jump into synthetic media let's that do is it. what you call a segue yeah. in the biz
0: <laughs> so all right so deepfakes, fakes. What what are they? Well, I
1: looked into uh, kind of holistically just synthetic media in general. So not just deep fakes, but also like vocal synthetic. cloning, oh, okay. voice cloning. Um, uh, sorry, image synthesis, speech synthesis, all that kind of stuff. Fake, right,
0: fake media. Correct. Like, yeah,
1: or not necessarily fake, uh, but synthetic. Right. Synth- so
0: uh, digitally generated. Yes. Yeah. So um,
1: it's AI generated media. Um, it's like a catch all term for artificial production manipulation of data or media by some kind of automated means, like typically artificial intelligence, Mm -hmm. machine learning, Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff, right? Deep learning. Deep fakes, which I think is probably just like the most colloquially colloquially used term.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: created using, uh, using deep learning, right? So it relies on this deep neural network, which is this computer. I have this is way beyond my pay grade, but a computer network that kind of uh, emulates the human brain.
0: Yeah, almost. I looked into this a little bit more because I kind of find this really fascinating kind of how the how it gets processed and how it does it, how it actually comes up with creating it. Mm-hmm. So um, it was really it, they give credit to this guy, Ian Goodfellow, who was a PhD student. Um, studying machine learning in 2014. And he wrote his thesis paper on deep learning. And um, it's basically like, I I like the way he kind of summed it up. He's like, it's a process that enables a computer to learn from experience. Right, so you got to
1: feed in sample data, basically.
0: Um, And he, he kind of further describes it as it's really teaching a computer to have intuition. So, and he describes that as being a task that a human can do, but they find difficult to explain why they're doing it. Right. So that's really kind of like a nice way to kind of put some wrapper on it. Um, and so that's really like the, the high level problem that they're trying to solve. And by doing so, it opens up these use cases for deep fakes and creating images and doing this. Like, it's like a human can draw something. Right. But but you see somebody who's a really good artist, really good painter or something. And you're like, wow, I can't believe I, I could never do that. They can't explain to you how they do that, Mm -hmm. right? So that's kind of what the the computer problem is solving for, okay? Right, right. Like, hey, make me draw draw me something. Well, I don't know what you want me to draw you. So, uh, give the computer skills in order to do that. Yeah. And obviously, a computer can be given more power than a human could, um, and that's why we kind of are worried about the future. When looking at stuff like this. Right.
1: So in layman's terms, basically a deep fake is you've put somebody else's face on somebody else's body. Yeah. And you can not really tell the difference. Right. Or it's getting to a point where they're getting so good that you can't really tell
0: the difference. Exactly. So I I pulled out three good examples that people can go look up. Yeah. Wish we had this product. Such an idiot. Um uh, the one I just saw that, like, so there was this one that came out in 2019 that got passed around. I think it had almost 10 million views. You showed it to me the uh-huh. first time. Uh, it's Bill Hader on uh, David Letterman, and he is telling a story about Tropic Thunder and Tom Cruise and Seth Rogen and all these yeah. different things. And it's like a four minute video on YouTube, or I don't know how long it was. And uh, every time he does the impression of Tom Cruise, they f- change his face to look just like Tom Cruise's face. Yeah. And it just, it's like, whoa, like, it looks really good. They even do um, Seth Rogen in there. He's really good in it. You can go look that one up. Um, one that I just saw uh, that our coworker Greg told me about was somebody used free software. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can download this off of GitHub. Uh, and using free, this free software, they, they redid the Irishman did you see the Irishman? I didn't watch it. Okay. Well, so they had to it's a long movie. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Robert De Niro, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci are all They're in their seventies, yeah. but the movie spans these characters entire lives. Right. So they used, um, you know, a computer to, to make them look younger and they did a kind of a, I, it's hard to, watching it for the first time. I'm like, yeah, that's pretty good. And then we're seeing this obviously with free, free software. software, uh, was so much better. In fact, watching it i'm almost like man i kind of would wish they did this for the whole movie they only do clips of it yeah i wish they did this for the whole movie because it uh would make the movie better you're not as stuck on the fact that uh wait like robert de niro looks like a 65 year old guy playing a 25 year old guy yeah and like it just breaks the realism right and you're just kind of like man this is kind of sad like out there all these guys are making this movie just because um but i really recommend going and watching this clip um it took the creator of it seven days to, to make the video clip, mm-hmm. to render it all. And, uh, and he even says, you know, I just did this for free. Imagine what you could do if you had much more computing power and more uh, data sets to, to teach yeah. the computers how to do this. It could get even better. And then uh, one last one I saw that was really good was uh, somebody did, do you remember the bear Jew in Glorious Bastards? Yeah, yeah. And he comes out for the first time. Uh, they swapped him with Adam Sandler. And kind of added in some like Adam Sandler lines. It's pretty funny. <laughs> okay. um, and then he comes out, and it looks. I mean, yeah, it's just crazy. Um, I recommend going and, and go into YouTube and searching Adam Sandler as the Bear Jew. Okay. Uh, those three. I'll check it out for sure. Yeah. So that's mostly the face swap stuff, and I guess maybe voice cloning as
1: well. So, but this yeah. is the same situation for voice cloning, right? You yeah. can have. Uh, you basically can feed a computer like uh sample data or, or what uh, training data, I guess. Right. Which would be voice clips of somebody. And it would, I guess, be able to recognize the modulations and the the way they speak and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll be able to recreate that. And you could just say whatever you wanted to. Right. So obviously there's some dangerous implications for this kind of thing. Right. And I was looking at, um, I mean, we'll get into like the the political mistrust and like other criminal stuff um, in terms of like just false evidence and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, in like the financial world as well, mm-hmm. they're starting to look at us. I was reading a case study about this. It was a really long case study, so I was just looking at s- certain examples. But they were talking about, you know, identity theft. Uh, obviously, it's already on the rise, and it's easy to to, to be like I guess get taken by it identity
0: thieves do you mean like if somebody calls you be like could you verify this is you and you you say something, right. back so, to it or
1: something like so they could get they could use this uh this voice cloning right i mean th- the hoops they would have to jump through to do this are are many but it's so scalable that mm-hmm. you know like if they have the the, the computing power they right. have like the the scale to do this they can attack you know tons of people with it right right but let's like, say they get like uh somehow they like, let's say you're an executive at a company and you have these videos online of you talking all the time. They have the data there. If they call your phone and you get a voicemail, they have that data there. And the more data they have, the more they can train their computer and that kind of stuff. And eventually, potentially they can, you know, talk to somebody as like, who who like works under them maybe. And just, it's a high pressure situation. They slip up and they give them login information for something, but like, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, for us, we've just put out on the internet, uh, Hundreds of hours of us, of, right. of our voices Correct. that somebody could download and potentially fake us. That's true. Um, that's kind of what we would be worried about. Yeah. I have like 70 bucks in my bank account. So. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Probably not coming after us. Yeah. Not a good hit. But, uh, but if you think about like a, a I mean, this is Bill Gates, he's got right a lot of media out there. That now you for somebody,
1: like him would be impossible. I feel like to hit. Right. Right. Knows? You
0: would want to choose somebody that, um, anyways. Yeah. Um, I, I want to touch a little bit more on the science of how they're created. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, Ian Goodfellow,
1: was he? Uh, I was he the porn guy?
0: Uh, like, did he? Like, did he show the? Somebody was the. No, he, he, no, he wasn't guy, the porn guy. That's somebody else. So this guy now works at Apple. Okay. Um, and like heads up their machine learning division or whatever. Okay. Um, I, I, I'm just touching on this. So the way the computers do this, and I'm going to use kind of like colloquial terms because that's kind of the only way I can understand it. Once you start looking at the actual functions of this, like I, you got I'd have to study for a couple of years, a couple, uh, yeah. maybe like a hundred. Yeah. Um. But they call these things uh, generative adversarial networks or yeah. GANs, and so that's kind of a, a mouthful: generative adversarial networks. But the basic idea is that, um, you take this something that is, um. You take two computers and you have one that is trying to create an image that the other computer would consider uh, a good fake. And so back and forth, back and forth, they go in this sort of like computing um, dance where one network is, is creating the image and the other one is evaluating it. And so over and over and over again, they kind of render these things and then all of a sudden they go, oh, that's pretty good. And it's almost kind of like if you were uh, describing somebody in a sketch artist way, the person doing the drawing would be the a- opposite computer, uh, the adversarial network for you. And you're describing it and, you, and then they show you what they've written, that, that they've drawn and you'd be like, no, uh, like a, a tighter chin kind of. Yeah. And then they go, okay, I'll incorporate that. Yeah. So now all of a sudden uh, you do this over and over and over again, a computer just only will do this over and over and over again and the more time and the more computing power The better it becomes, and that's and that's at a very high level, sort of what the computer and the functions are doing.
1: Is it like a it's like an advanced or maybe just like a a graphic like Turing Turing test? Yeah, like Alan Turing, where he had you know somebody monitor a conversation between a a actual human and a computer, and there was the moderator's job to decide which one he thought the computer was exactly. And he wasn't basing it on intelligence, but more like how the interaction was going well this but, but were, it, it's not exactly guess kind of similar to that
0: it, yeah no it's very it is very similar to that and i had the turing test in my notes for some of like our conversation later hmm. more about like the implications for the future of this like right and also just sort of maybe philosophically like how we define like what is intelligence and like that and and if you can fake it well enough then are we really like here, here, and is this all simulated? It just it brings up very weird um, questions about like our reality and you know getting into the matrix simulations and all that stuff. It, I I enjoy talking about that stuff, but um sometimes it feels like it has to be the inevitability of everything. Yeah, yeah, it, it feels like that has to be inevitable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's that's a little bit more about the science of how they're how they're put together, and really, it seems like the only constraints to it are time and power uh in terms of um computing well, power i mean right
1: well so i guess and in, in that power would be like
0: resources and data and data. money basically right yeah so
1: like what kind of whatever like i guess maybe in terms of uh nefarious capabilities right? right so if you've got the money to power this kind of thing right there's really nothing to stopping you
0: right and it and and i also would bring up that as much as there are bad things you could do i think that This could also be used for good things as well. Like you could also use this to, um, you know, say you wanted to make a movie or something and like you you just wanted to create something new. It wasn't necessarily nefarious or anything, but like, hey, I wanted to put myself in this movie or kind of fully create a movie on my own. Um, It just makes it maybe a little bit easier. You don't need as many people that you would now to maybe make, Like Toy Story, right? Like you could... Oh, yeah, not at all. Right? So if you could have a a better relationship, maybe uh, communicate quicker with the computer, you could create more. And so it's kind of like a mixture of um, always having two sides of the coin, right? That you could use this for evil or you could use it for good or entertainment, whatever. Creative reasons, yeah. Um, So And that's kind of where it's difficult to be like, should we just shut this down? we just shut it down now before oh, it gets impossible. out of control, right? It's yeah, totally impossible. But, um, but it, it brings up big questions of how do you regulate this? And then also I'm not even gonna go there, but, um, well, I
1: mean, I was reading like the, it was basically just a, an article on deep fakes and synthetic media. And there was like, there's three possible solutions, right? Mm-hmm. You outlaw synthetic media completely. Yep. Not a possibility. Cause it's probably, it's impossible. And it's also just counterproductive because it's good potentially good technology going yeah. forward. The second is just live your life as if everything is completely fake, mm. which seems unreasonable and kind of, you just drive yourself crazy. Right. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of people kind of live that way these days anyway. Yeah. You can't trust anything. Nothing's real. And the final one was just, uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was basically go go with option three. <laughs> it was like Embrace well, it. Basically. Well,
0: so that brought up uh, the next part that I was going to, there was one thing that I had yeah, uh,
1: explore and engage and, and try and make it better and all that kind of stuff. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, so there are some ideas people have that could at least, you know, I I kind of feel like cybersecurity and uh, trying to thwart these things is a constant battle, right? Mm -hmm. So hackers or the people trying to do nefarious things might make some ground, and then the other side plugs that hole, and they got to find another hole. And it's just like a constant battle. Um, And so right now, they're they're kind of considering ways that at at least they can mitigate it and make it harder for somebody to create something that would be synthetic to the point that you wouldn't be able to know that it was synthetic or prove that it was synthetic. Right. Um, and I'd actually brought this up, I think on a, uh, recent, recent ish episode where it was one thing I learned about Benford's law. Yes. So Benford's law, for those that don't remember, I forget which episode this is in. Uh, so go back and listen to all of them. Yes. Please. Uh, uh, it Benford's law basically says that lower digits occur oh, yeah. at a higher frequency. It, I, this kind of freaks me out. Occur at a higher frequency in a random set of data um, all the time. It's a law. Like they can – and you can go to the newspaper, find every number in it, and it will. It should follow Benford's law that, that the digit one exists uh, at a certain rate, I think like 40%. I'm not going to go into it fully, but – it's a law that you can basically look at data and say, "Is this data been manipulated or is it real?" And so they use getting back to the synthetic aspect of this. Um, when the computer's doing this, this synthetic creation, it is um, manipulating and compressing images all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, not mean all the time, but but they're they're manipulating the uh, aspects of an image, and and res- the result of it could be what like a You have like a JPEG image. Right. So a JPEG is like a compressed version of maybe a larger file. And so there's algorithms that compress it. So you can send a file of an image that, you know, might be large and then they make it smaller. So you can look at that data and say, oh, this is not the, this is not a real image this is a compressed image because it doesn't follow benford's law because it doesn't follow benford's law could you just
1: write a script to make sure that the numbers appear with whatever frequency the benford's
0: law parameters are i think that would be the solution yeah but i don't know how hard that is oh yeah i I would it would take somebody a lot smarter than me to be able to do that but um but like when i first brought that up couldn't you just
1: write a script
0: (laughs) (laughs) write a script uh, I didn't really understand exactly what numbers they were looking at for this. Like what data, like, are you just going pixel by pixel? Yeah. I still have no idea. About so this I looked in a little bit more about this. And so, um, in an image that maybe has been doctored, they might adjust things like the, uh, uh, light intensity between natural and synthetic images. So like, um, taking a picture of the grand Canyon actually, and then doing one synthetically, the, the differences between like the shadows and the, the pixels in there uh, don't follow Benford's law. Mm. And so there are a bunch of other different uh, qualities or um, attributes of an image that you could choose to assign a number to. And if it's real, it should follow Benford's law. Yeah. So that's one way that people are saying, hey, we've got this image. We're not sure if it's real or not. How do we analyze it to determine if it's... It's a quick test, it's I guess. A, it's a quick test. Um, that's one way that people are training, planning to do this. And I, I heard about another way people were planning to or trying to combat this was to put an actual watermark in the metadata from the device that the, the image was taken on mm. so that you could prove that, hey, somebody did take this image and it's not been doctored. And, but you would need the buy-in or Apple or Google or whoever's making the devices and the operating systems need to bake this in. And I'm, again, I'm sure there would be a way to get around that. But again, it's a dance of it's a battle, right, between hackers and it would have to developers. be something like a
1: like a like a you know like a vault code changes every hour or something. Uh-huh. It would have to be something like that complex, I feel like, yeah. to to ultimately and then even then there's probably ways around it. Yeah. But it'd have to be have to be something that's living and like dynamic and have to, you know, change every hour, every thirty minutes, every fifteen minutes, I don't know, something yeah. like that, right? Well I mean it also had like a whole like ledger of what it was at what time and what they for, right. for eternity. Right. Right. <laughs> and where do you store all that information? I mean, then, right. Then that gets hacked into.
0: Right. And then that, and then that gets manipulated. We're all or, screwed. And then, yeah, we're all, it just brings up really, um, yeah, disheartening <laughs> views of the guys, future. This is what you guys needed today. Yeah. This is what you, we should have chosen to. Yeah. All right. Damn let's it, talk Sam. into
1: some, let's talk about some uh, other implications, right? Mm hmm. Um,
0: Let's just start off with the bad stuff, right? So political mistrust. Right. So making Joe Biden say something that he should he didn't say.
1: The Nancy Pelosi video where she's slurring her speech. Yep. That came out. Uh, that's just one specific one I can think of. And like but the thing is now is there's like people are already wary of trusting like politics and in and whatever in the media. And once something's out, the damage is done, right? Right. People don't fact check or the fact check comes and people already don't care. Like the fact check doesn't go as viral as the video does. Mm -hmm. And so not as many people are reached.
0: And also the, uh, the news that something is fake is bigger news than, Hey, that was real. And like, that was actually true. And then you'd be like, Oh, okay. You don't, you know, the, the, the bad aspect of the story is going to get a lot more attention than the retraction.
1: Yeah. Right. And so, and so in like another like political mistrust, something we talked about a couple weeks ago not on the show but astroturfing right mm-hmm. so this could be used for astroturfing which apparently has been a thing for for years now but i just found out about it this year but it's like basically a a falsified grassroots movement where like the sponsors of a message are either masked or hidden from the content so that it looks like it's a, a you know a grassroots movement uh, when in reality there's funders behind it trying to push an agenda
0: mm-hmm.
1: so yeah i mean like and this goes into like social media and just any kind of campaign really um to be harder and harder to know like to really have any trust in anything
0: you you, you really do need to have a um, skeptical eye and yeah. you need to look at multiple angles of um of stories and be like yeah. what's the motivation that this person's doing and you got to ask questions and and be uh inquisitive Uh, And I think that's the only way to kind of like get around one angle that is faked and you start looking at things from other angles, you'd be like, oh, like it wouldn't have even made any sense for that person to have said this. So that's not probably real.
1: Right. And then I don't know how this would be anything other than like used for political gain, but AI generated uh, like memes and trends, like getting something trending to the point like just by started by bots or whatever. Right. Right. To the point that. Humans naturally pick up on it and then the job's done, right? Right.
0: Well, and, and I think that brings up an interesting point politically uh, and the grassroots aspect is that it, people, I think, want to be a part of a community. And if you can create a synthetic community that appears like I could join it, then maybe I'm more likely to believe things that I, sh- I, I don't really have the factual basis to believe. Right. And um, My feelies. Yeah, Right you be like oh well i believe that because my friends believe that right and um and it's it's not coming from any like true yeah. core foundation yeah um, i
1: mean this synthetic media like you can create a person who doesn't even exist and put a whole social right being online
0: there's with, an like, instagram um creator that's it's fully synthetic that she the, yeah. it's not a real girl yeah. But she has like millions S- of influencer? followers. Yeah. Influencer.
1: Um, but they just did this for a League of legends character actually. Really? Yes. She's like a, she's a pop star. Um, and she has like millions of followers and she's now a character in the game. and like all this stuff. Like it's, so it, yeah, it's great. She tweets and stuff, not like as a person, like not as, you know, this is from riot games. Right. Like it's like, she is like, Oh, you know, like work's been tough recently. Like right. That kind of stuff. Right. It's really bizarre. Um, there's also, uh, do you find anything about, uh, data bots? No. So it's, this is pretty awesome. I think, uh, data bots, I don't know who it is or what it is, but it's an, it's an AI generated. It's been, it's been, a, it's been live streaming since September, 2019. Okay. So over a year and it just plays artificially, artificial, intelligently generated, uh, metal death metal. They've been streaming death metal for over a year now with no mm-hmm. pauses, just just like completely <laughs> generated.
0: Yeah, 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 but it's all.
1: And I haven't. I listened to it for thirty seconds. Right. I mean, yeah. But I don't know if it's like repeated or anything, or if it's just continually generating new stuff mm-hmm. going out. Mm-hmm. I thought that was pretty
0: cool. That is. I mean, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, it means cool. It's it, it's like again, it's, I love the idea of it. I love that somebody's doing it. Yeah. But it it, it yeah. You don't really know what to take from it. Right. So um, then there's like.
1: Other obvious ones, false evidence, right? So, like, your, your face is – I mean, this is definitely getting into the, cons- like, tinfoil hat conspiracy theory stuff. But, like, your face is superimposed onto, like, a CCTV, fo- like, footage of uh, right before a crime happens or something right, like that, right.
0: right? Exactly. And, like, you, you that brings up an interesting point about how we, you know, determine justice in our – I've been watching a lot of Dateline. Yeah. And, you know, you, they, they take you through the evidence that they have to prove and the, the jury judges it. Yeah. And, like, if they have, like, video evidence is pretty – Highly regarded, right? Um, or a, or a, you know, a video or a recording tape, like a nine one one call or something. Yeah. And you, what happens if the jury just goes, I just don't know if I believe it. Yeah. You know, because I know this exists. It's like the the trust is so much quicker to tear down than it is to build up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um. And then and then the other one, porn.
1: Yeah, and porn as well. Porn. I mean, that's that's kind of what kicked off the whole thing, right?
0: Yeah, people wanting to uh, see their favorite celebrities and in porn. pornographic
1: actresses yeah
0: yeah not great it's not good or <laughs> and, and it doesn't need to just be celebrities all of a sudden you're oh, not right. a celebrity and yeah. now somebody your ex-boyfriend ex-girlfriend uh decides they they want to uh right. slander you some revenge porn type stuff and and again you can't because it's super
1: accessible now as well. It's right. like this
0: software. And then you, what are you going to walk around everyone but that's not me and it's yeah. like I don't know. I see the video. It's more fun to believe that it was you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It's like it's just, it's just a, uh, scary.
1: All right, so let's wrap up with our draft here.
0: Let's do the draft. So <laughs> we didn't really know what to do here so yeah. we're making it up.
1: This is a draft of Why don't we just explain each of our All right, so what is what, 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 but it needs kind of like a, a common topic well, how would you describe what you did at least
0: I basically had it as like what would I like to be what would I like to experience or make what would I like other people to think I experienced okay I don't know if that makes any sense
1: why don't we just go with it and then we'll just explain each one
0: alright so I'll go I'll go first okay um, I would like my face to be on Jerry Seinfeld doing a stand up and everyone thinks like I'm that funny <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal yeah. oh my god that Michael guy is so funny it's a pretty good one. Yeah. Um,
1: I would, so if I, some of these I looked at, if I had like unlimited deep fake technology, what would I do? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I would use the natural language generation to rewrite the ending of game of Thrones.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 That's good. I feel
1: like it was rushed. So would and you, feel give, like,
0: you would give it how you wanted it to end? And then I don't know if it would like be how, it how, how I wanted to it fit. to
1: end, but I would like somehow I would uh, encode my feelings over the first six seasons Ah. into some kind of (laughs) and then i would would feed that to a machine the computer would
0: finish it perfectly for you
1: well i would i would uh it would be an amalgamation of a lot of people's feelings Mm, okay yeah
0: Yeah. oh like the perfect ending if you took everybody's feelings about the show yeah that's interesting
1: yeah and then my second one uh i would deep fake my friend wit as patrick bateman from american psycho oh Um, yeah I we think should just do it'd that. It'd be hilarious, and I think he would really actually
0: enjoy that. Oh yeah, and he'd look at it and be like, "Oh, yeah. I'm not, that's not even funny. That's just amazing." That's yeah, excellent. <laughs>
1: So that was one for all you guys out there. Uh,
0: <laughs> no uh, so I, I have a few, but most of mine, I kind of like. I think it'd be funny if people who knew me saw me in these roles or mm-hmm. doing these things. Okay, and so I think it'd be funny if you put my face on an Olympic floor routine. Ah, like so, I'm flipping around. <laughs> i'm really i'm okay. doing i'm doing twirls yeah, yeah i think that'd be fun
1: yeah funny these might be a little bit more inside than their usual draft picks
0: yeah yeah <laughs> maybe uh and then i would like to be tiger woods winning the masters walking yeah. up 18 uh i mean that's one i really would just like to be him but like right. if it's just my face just on kind of a tiger woods body okay uh walking up 18 crying nice. earl earl's up there perfect oh yeah uh
1: I'll I'll take uh me as President Whitmore from Independence Day giving in the speech. Oh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I know I've had a few beers on on Fourth of July before and read it off my phone, but I think uh-huh. if I could do it like him and, and just know, and know all my lines, that would be a classic one. That is a good one. My fourth pick great speech too. Yeah. My fourth pick, uh this one is not fake, but it is very deep. I'm taking the Mariana Trench.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just a- yeah. Just a finger to this entire topic. Well,
1: I you know, I got lost along the way. Yeah. yeah. So I'll take that one.
0: Um so I finish with two now. Yes, and then I'll have one more done. On. Uh I'm gonna do me as Quentin Tarantino accepting the Oscar speech for Pulp Fiction. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that'd be amazing. And then just uh, like, what would you wish? Basically just things you? I wanted to yeah. like be when I was a kid. Yeah. And um and the last one, I'd like to be Charles Barkley on the Suns. Uh huh. Despite losing, maybe in my world I beat the Bulls in the 1993 um, championship, and I bring a a title to Phoenix. Yeah, everyone loves me. That's that's my last one. Okay,
1: I will end on one that only a handful of listeners will even know what this is. But uh, you know, we talked about those like fake people that aren't like they're just created, like the girlfriend, the the legends, and whoever else. Uh, I would make uh, Larry Pelican a real person. (laughs) <laughs> using the graphic rendering created in 2009 ish, I believe, uh, he would have a huge online following.
0: You know, I'm pretty sure Larry would be a
1: big Trump supporter. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. So that's Michael's brother uh, who doesn't exist
0: yet. Totally fake. Yeah. Sam deep faked me. Yes. That's took away my eyebrows yet. and put an American shirt on me in yeah. a very compromising picture to begin with. Correct. Of me. So that would be
1: uh, what I would do with my powers. I love it Thanks everybody for it. listening To our episode on deepfakes And synthetic media uh, It's Friday Maybe we know something Maybe we don't In terms of election yeah. Otherwise Oh this is our last In like Well for a while In studio recording Michael's yeah. moving
0: Yeah I'm moving to Charlottesville Yeah we um, got the movers coming tomorrow We'll so, figure out how to rec- I mean, yeah. Obviously we'll keep, we'll keep recording going. these And yeah. I'm only two hours away So yeah. if I come back up here We'll record two at a time Or Sweet. whatever Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. See ya.